Mood.tv Welcome back, everybody, to Let Me Ask You a Question. Uh, you will notice uh, almost immediately that EJ5000 is not here, and we are happy about it. However, <laughs> we we have we have a replacement, and you will love, because you always love this replacement, we have Sean Arajo of Sean and Dave Make Music, and also Not Movies. He has two very own podcasts of his own. He's also a music teacher, and we love him so dearly, and he has been gracious enough to step in for that piece of shit. Welcome, Sean. <laughs> Thank you. I feel Woo. I feel welcome. I always feel welcome here. You should. This is like it's like home ground. It's like it's like one of your own podcasts. Yeah, I think like maybe the last episode of Lamayak I was on might have been after the last episode of Not Movies came out. I'm not sure. We're not so good with uh, <laughs> recording and posting, but yeah, yeah, always happy to be here. It's all blended. It's all blendy now. And we we do have though. This is a special occasion now. We have. Hey, I would never dream of missing an episode of this show. Yeah, yeah. There he is. Here, there's the Greg man, <laughs> the person that sometimes deigns to be on. Let me ask you a question. The podcast. Listen, I, I'm working on an hour delay. I'm, I'm working, which I am mm-hmm. happy about. And sometimes these drag queens just decide to go off in to all hours of the night, and it keeps me from being able to join you, beautiful people. Okay, what is what are you doing for work? <laughs> Um, I am basically a remote gear manager and then like tech support. So I, I have a bunch of uh, uh, small camera kits and I just send out my camera kits. I When they're done, I, I take them back and I like clean them all up and co- de-COVID them okay. and get them ready and do some media management. But then like while the, the kits are out, I basically get on and teach people uh, very basically how to hook everything up and uh, do a shoot. So yeah, no, I've done a, I've done a bunch of um, RuPaul's Drag Race in the recent <sighs> months. And That's it's... fantastic. Do you know all the queens? I am, well, I mean, I all the, the current season that is on right now, season 13, I met all those queens. I love it. And if you, if you watch any of the after show uh, digital stuff, uh, it's pretty much all my, the remote content that I, that I help with. Very cool. Oh, that's fantastic. Do you ever get to ask them questions like on, on air? Do you get no, to? No, not on air at all. Okay. Okay. Uh, they have, they have people for that because they they basically, they do makeup tutorials and then they oh, do an after show where they talk to Michelle, uh, Michelle Visage um, about like, you know, their time on after they were eliminated and stuff. That's so uh, cool. But I get to hang out with them for like hours doing their tech tests and definitely get into some fun conversations that's so cool any of them be interested in being on let me ask you a question the podcast i did ask one because they were so awesome to talk to and i was just like oh i am on a podcast if you ever want and they're like oh that would be fun and then i think that was like that it was a that would be fun in a sense that like i know i'll never have to talk to you again so i can say that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and like they're like i know you can't reach me <laughs> i could probably reach you if i wanted to but i'm not going to that's the white lie that saves time we've talked about that on pod on on Lamayak. my favorite season 13 queen utica utica queen <laughs> okay all right not without further ado Without further ado, <laughs> we do have a question this week for Let Me Ask You a Question, the podcast. Oh, wait, before you, before you ask, I would be remiss to tell everybody. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> would be remiss to tell everybody that Anthony is a little bit hammered tonight, so. No, I'm not. That's why he said some funny words earlier that I noticed. Lies. Wives' tales. <laughs> That's what wives say. <laughs> That's such a disgusting thing, isn't it? 
doesn't matter. We're not going to dwell on that. We're not dwelling on any of that. <laughs> My wife doesn't have a tail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not worth talking about that. But what is worth talking about is this question. And the question is as follows. When somebody says to you, be yourself, what does that mean? <laughs> I think I think the first thing that comes to my mind is what they mean is don't be awkward. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right? All right. Yeah. So tell me about that. Unpack that a little bit for us. I kind of think that's what they mean. Um, so like if it, we can assume that everyone is comfortable in their own skin, if they're sitting in their house doing whatever their relaxing leisure activity is, you'd think that like they're being themselves, they're being at home. So so that's like and and that's a, a rare opportunity, right? Like most of the time you're you're probably not comfortable in your own skin if you're a neurotic podcast person. Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yep, I'm familiar. So like that's that's probably what they mean. Yeah, be be comfortable, be yourself and don't make us awkward watching you. <laughs> yeah, so it has it has a little bit of a demand in it. It has a little bit of a like, don't be yourself, but be the person that makes me comfortable. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Yeah, there is definitely that that piece of like, there's something that's unsaid where it's like, I want you to be yourself. I don't want you to be too much of yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I want you to be yourself. Yeah. And if yourself is a person who gets nervous in situations like this, that's not what they want you to be. No, 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 not at all. And so, okay. So, Greg and man, do you have a similar feeling about it or what does it mean to you? It's just kind of an icebreaker to say like, it's cool. Like, just, just, you know, don't, don't be too formal about this, even though you need to be like, I immediately went to like a job interview. Cause I feel like they say that all the time in a job interview. And I can say from personal experience, I have this weird thing where no matter what job interview I go into, it could be with a company that I've worked with a bunch being like a freelancer. I get no sweat at every job interview I go into. It doesn't matter. Did you say no sweat or nose sweat? Nose sweat, like sweat beating up on the outside of my nose. Your nose sweats? Does it look like a runny nose? No, no, no. It's on the outside. So like I have to like, you know, constantly keep doing those like little nose wipes because it's just like I'm not a public speaker. I'm not like I am. I am a man of performance in the job. I am not great at I'm okay like at interviewing. Like I, I feel like I get to a good point where. I can make people like me where you and make can be yourself and what I know. Yeah, where I can be myself. <laughs> but the thing is, even though I'm quote unquote being myself, the nerves don't go away because somebody just said, just be yourself. When somebody says be yourself, though, do you think about like, what am I? <laughs> no, no, I instantly think about like what things about myself should I not be, even though they ask me to be myself. <laughs> yeah, it's like a booby trap. It's like it's like an interview bear trap. To say be yourself. Yeah, I think they might be trying to like lull you into a false sense of security so that you can like be comfortable and then they can really like needle you with the, the personal questions. And you're like, you're like, listen, I had this boss at my last job. That was just a huge prick. And let me tell you the things that he did so that let me when you hire me, you don't do these things to me. Like that's never going to happen. When they ask you what your greatest weakness is, they want you to tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you feel like anybody says be yourself just to find out if you're actually like a secret racist? Like they say be yourself and then you say a slew of racial slurs. <laughs> like, like, like they're like just real. They're like, they, they earnestly expect that there's something behind the aura that you have brought into the room that's different than that. 
<laughs> and so, so wait, you want me to be myself? Okay, do you guys hire immigrants? Yeah, right. Like, what are they expecting? Are they expecting that suddenly you are going to reveal intimate things about yourself? Like, is like, what is it? I'm just so confused about it, what it actually means. Well, I think another another good part of the question is like, is it really trying to help like it probably depends on the situation and the person saying it but like does it is it really trying to help you is it trying to make them you more comfortable or is it just trying to make them more comfortable right and what other scenarios are there that people say that other than a job interview or a driving test or a performance or something like that can you think of any other times that happens when people tell you what okay here's an example but what this is what i'm also curious about because i think sometimes you will We've talked about this before on the MIAC, in which we see messaging from kind of self-help language or um, thoughtful, mindful language. Yeah, I gesticulate a lot. We were just talking about this tonight. I'm just stretching. No, no, I'm not making funny. I'm just stretching. (laughs) Sean's got a dance class after this. There's a lot of language built, like messaging language about this kind of stuff. And so I, I, what I'm wondering is when you see Be Yourself written on a poster on a wall, what does that mean? You know, because it's not, I do agree. I think if you go into an interview and somebody says, just be yourself, it's actually, there's something really, in my opinion, that could be really dark about it in so much as what they're actually saying is be a normal thing that I can interpret in a way that relates to me. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think you I think you're probably right. For the most part, people are saying it selfishly, probably. Yeah. Like what they what they don't want is just for you to be awkward. But but you know, they're not taking into account that people are of all different stripes. And to be yourself might be something that doesn't normally just relate to just anybody. So I think there's something a little bit fascist. Fascist is strong. I'm not trying to be all political, but there's something that is, that is a little manipulative to say to somebody, be yourself. It does seem kind of awful. I think a little bit of that in, in the interview setting is, is kind of also a way of saying, like, don't just tell me what you think I want to hear. Be honest, um, which is like, you know, for me personally, even though I get the beads of sweat, like I always try to be honest and it's definitely to a fault um, at times. But I think that question also is kind of leading to that. Like, I don't want you to sit here and tell me what I want to hear from you. Like, I want you to be honest. And if I think it's a good fit, then it's a good fit. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's still, there's there's definitely still that line of, but don't go too far. Don't be too much of yes. yourself. The be honest thing is kind of a trap, though. They're luring you in with the be honest thing. Because at the end of the day, if, if they said be yourself and you just unleashed, unfurled a giant tarp of racial slurs... <laughs> But what if you're not a piece of yeah. shit? <laughs> right, right. But, but but the whole but the whole thing is what they're doing is that they're condescending to you. I maybe in so much as that, like when you go into an interview, you you already you already know, and what they're in is what they're not so innocently purporting to not know is that you already know that they're expecting you to be a certain way. Yeah, and so if they say be yourself. Then it's actually it's it's just adding insult to injury because you already know you have to be a thing that fits into their point of view. Yeah, but they want they again. It comes down to the honesty thing of them wanting to know if you actually fit into that thing, even in like a small way. Versus like you come out and drop the racial slurs, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, that's not (laughs) fit." But this is my point. Is like, what are they expecting? Like when they say "be," 
be yourself. It's like you were already you already cannot be yourself. You already have to perform the thing you think they want to say. You're already performing. But I think I, I think to a degree, like like Greg was saying, he he is trying to be honest to a fault in his interview. I, and I think overall, that's a good thing, not just for and probably not to a fault. I think it's a good thing for you because you're going to find out real quick if you're not a right fit at that company. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you where I feel like it doesn't work for me is when you go through an entire like eight hour day of interviews remotely during COVID times just to find out they're going to go with someone. Else. Yeah, that's not doing yourself uh, any favors, but uh, I thought I had it. When you find that sweet drag race job, it, it it's worth it, huh? <laughs> Came along right right in my my moment of low. This one this one jumped right in, and it was supposed to end in December, and I'm still working. Ah, so. that's awesome. Can't complain. Okay, last question before the break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it a little bit more. I want to circle back to the to the poster idea after the break too. Oh, okay, yes, let's let's circle back to that. But uh, one one little thing before the break is: Do you think anybody ever goes into an interview? Because what I'm assuming is that when people go into an interview, at least usually, when they enter the interview, they're already in some way trying to embody the thing they think the company wants. I think. Mm-hmm. And so do you think anybody goes into an interview thinking I'm going to be the thing this company wants? And then they say, be yourself and they become absolutely different and more just themselves and not no longer trying to please the company at all. No, I think it would have to be a really special, like magnanimous person who's interviewing you to like <laughs> let you drop, really drop yeah, your cards yeah, out like that yeah. much. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Like you have an instant connection with this person and you're like, oh, you love Scott too? Yeah, we can talk. Yes. Like really niche. Yes. Okay. Or yeah. Yeah. Something weird like that. All right. Okay. All right. Let's, we'll take a little break and we'll come back and we'll talk about this, this fertile, fertile land uh, for topic topics. I feel like this is fertile. <laughs> I feel fertile. Enjoy this break music brought to us by our wonderful Sean Arajo. All right. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to Let Me Ask You a Question. That was the most relaxed I've ever done that, I think. <laughs> that was that was pretty pretty chill. Pretty smooth. It was smooth. You might have been being yourself. No. Yeah, did somebody tell you to be yourself right before the break? No. Came I back. think here's, here's the thing. I think I was performing for you. I think yourself just is hammered, and you feel, feel, <laughs> you feel good. That's true. <laughs> Boom. That's true. Do you think you become more yourself when you're hammered or less yourself? Yup, more. Yeah, more. Clearly more. I, I think I think less for me. Ooh. But I don't I don't know. Hmm. We should talk about this should be a whole question on Lamayak at some point. I think you're thinking about the back half. 
of the drunkenness. I think when you reach that peak, you are the most yourself. And then it's a very steep decline down the drunk path. And I think as you make that decline, you become far less yourself. And this is all very, I can't, I'm going to scroll this away. I actually, I really like it, <laughs> but I want to scroll this away because I think this is actually really fertile ground for an entire conversation on the Mayak. In fact, I'm going to write it down right now. And write Sean next to it so that the next time he's on, this is what we're talking about. Well, I was going to say, while while you do that, I'll give you my short answer. Because in case I'm not on the next episode. Yes, please. I I think it depends on the person. For me, I don't drink very often. So, and, and I'm thinking like, if you take that to extreme, what about a person who doesn't drink at all? And they get drunk for the first time. Are they more themselves than they were living their life without drinking? I don't know. I just think I just think their hill might be a little smaller. I think these are questions for angels until that episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, but I I do love the concept of talking about this. But I wanna I wanna sit on that. I wanna put it up my ass <laughs> and turn it into a diamond <laughs> on a later episode. Not that that makes any sense at all. Diamond hands on all them stocks. <laughs> you know I've actually gotten into the stock market since then. I have to say, I bought AMC stocks when they were low. Today was the first day I was in the green. Ah, nice. You know what I bought? I did buy Sandile, Sundial. I was thinking about Sandile. Sundial. I I, I was thinking about getting. I doubled my income in one night. Doubled it. Yeah, and guess what? Tomorrow you could lose it all. That's what's crazy. It's it's great. Well, I took it right out. Oh, nice. But I, I got on the bandwagon at the right time. I doubled what I put in, and I got right out. I was gonna, and then I was like, well, I just put everything into AMC, so I guess I'll just chill on this while it crumbles to the ground. I hope you're the guy that's on Reddit, always doing, like, the diamond hand diamond hand emojis over and over again. I love it. I I'm love that those people now, I, I those people that do, are doing that now just get shouted down. <laughs> I love it. I like, everybody just hates it now, and it's it's so it's so sad kind of but it's that's it's so also funny, super interesting that whole thing but that's not what we're talking about what we're talking about is nope. being yourself so oh you're looking at it isn't <laughs> so, it kind of fun isn't it green. kind of fun it's, it's like it's, something to do honestly it makes me wish i put a lot more money into it but i'm glad i did <laughs> i bought some bitcoin but that's all 100 percent. oh oh Fancy, like a whole Bitcoin or like fractions? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bought a whole Bitcoin. Yeah, I was gonna no, say that's uh, unbelievable. I, I, no, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, little I bit. love it. And and that's been doing well so far. I bought it at like thirty something, and it's up to fifty something now. Nice. That's good. Um, um to get back. But what? Wait. I, what, oh what, yeah, yeah. Sean, one last thing. Just what app do you use? Do you use Robinhood or something less shitty? I just use eTrade, which nobody. I jumped on eTrade, okay. and yeah. is it free? eTrade, yeah, yeah, totally free. Yeah, I gotta switch. Free stuff. Yeah, oh, you got it. What I assume you got into the Robin Hood before the Robin Hood got bad. Yeah. Before he clearly became the sheriff of Nottingham. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the sheriff of Rottingham, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. He's the Roger they're the Roger Reese of apps. Oh no, that's mm-hmm. hard. I don't I don't mean to besmirch Roger Reese cuz he's actually a lovely lovely human. Well, he's dead now, but he was lovely. <laughs> um I don't think he'll be offended either way. No. Nope. He was really wonderful though. Very nice person. I worked, I had the pleasure of working with him on a show. And so I can vouch for the fact that I, lo- I texted Eric immediately because we were both obsessed with Robin Hood Men in Tights. And then I did a show with Roger Reese and he was very sweet. And God bless Roger Reese. Anyways, back to Be Yourself. Here's my thing about Be Yourself. I do like, I'm just going to take the line that I think to say Be Yourself to somebody is condescending. And not only is it condescending, but I feel like it's, uh, th- I'm going to get a little abstract right now, and this might be too much. And just tell me if I'm drunk. You can tell me that now. 
I was going to say you are drunk. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So now that we've cleared the path, I am drunk. But what we're going to talk about is the fact that when somebody says be yourself, right? I, I can't get over the fact that already it's setting up this weird dichotomy between the word be and yourself. And it's interesting because when you think about ourselves, when we think about ourselves as people, we are a lot of free-floating thoughts that are bound together by things like pronouns in some way. And so it's funny to say be yourself because we're already split in a certain way. Like yourself is just some kind of a pronoun that actually, I think, tends towards what society wants, not like what you actually are. And so to me, it's funny. And I think I'm sure I'm overthinking this, but to me, it's condescending because I think people are really, 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 really super complex and you cannot actually be bound in any one direction. So when somebody says suddenly be yourself, the yourself of that statement is actually something that like corresponds to the general idea of what's okay to be. I think you're right. You're, who you are is not static. And so there's not one self that you have. You act differently around different people, whether you're comfortable or not. You know, even if you're comfortable with two groups of your friends, you might act slightly differently than, you know, each other. And, and when you're alone. And absolutely. I think also like. And I've thought this many times. Half of life is figuring out who you are and half of life is deciding. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Are you familiar at all with the Enneagram? Negative. It's like a personality test. And and there's like numbers one through nine. And some people buy into it. And like I, I took the I took a couple of the different tests and couldn't ever really like figure out what I was. And and I think it's a little bit bullshit because who you are can change. And right. I, I don't think I am just one number, but I read a book about it and they're like, no, you are one thing. You are one of these categories and you fit into yeah, it. And yep. I bristled at that a little bit. I feel like there's been a lot of job interviews that I've taken where they actually make you take a quiz that is either that or something really? like that. Really? I, I don't like when they make you do it because I think the same thing you're saying is it's like, I might fit into the whatever number I get in the moment that I am filling this out, but that's not necessarily always what I am. Yes. Yeah, and, and how clearly can you see yourself to answer those questions on a personality test? And then, well, that's the thing. Most of the time I'm like, but I, can, then that, I think I've talked to my wife about this, but I'm like, I could be this or I could be this, but they're making me select one of these. Yeah. yeah. And I can't pick both. I have to pick one. And I'm like, well, I'm some of that and I'm some of that. And they want to hear this, so I'll put this. Hey, that's exactly what it comes down to. So I'm not being myself. Right. And so when somebody, yes, exactly. And so when somebody asks you to quote unquote, be yourself, in some sense, they're asking you to kind of freeze yourself, to kind of universalize yourself, which is actually not possible at all. So what they're saying is like, do the thing that you do, the thing that corresponds to what we want to see. Like, don't be awkward to us. It actually has nothing to do with the actual essence of selfness it has everything to do with like <laughs> the the surface value of the yourself they want to see if that makes any sense i got i got to thank you anthony because i th- you know i'm th- this job that i'm working on now like currently has a potential end date but i'm i'm starting to reach out and and do some more you know applying and things like that um, but, they, you know, there's always those jobs like that. I'm like, oh, I'd really like that. And then there's jobs where I'm like, I'm just applying to this. And if I ever get any interviews for the jobs that I'm just applying to and this question comes up, I might just, if I can manage the gusto, <laughs> like 
use this conversation as a way to enter a completely different where I'm like, well, what what self do you want me to be? Yeah. And like really turn it on them <laughs> to see like I'm like, well, do you want me to be myself that's with my friends? Do you want me to be myself that I think you want to see? Do you want me you know? Right. And like really maybe like turn it on them because it, it I mean it is like you said it, it we we all internalize what we think that yourself is what they're asking you but what happens if you turn that kind of upside down and flip it back to them and be like well what are you looking for right yeah <laughs> like yeah and i think if anybody were to ask me that in an interview i totally agree and i i think it's valid i mean maybe the the most be yourself quote unquote thing that i could do especially in light of this episode is would be like what does be yourself mean <laughs> which of course they would they would probably hate you know well yeah that would tell them all they need to know about you in the first question of the interview probably right and they would immediately not hire me that's the funny thing it's like if a little kid comes up to their mother and says i love you mommy and mom goes what's love <laughs> yeah this guy couldn't follow the first simplest instruction of the interview was to be yourself right. and right he failed it but what if you just say do you really want that <laughs> Well, I have think that would my, be it. Have you heard my podcast? <laughs> yeah, I think it would be over. I don't put it on my resume, but have you heard it? <laughs> yeah, I think it would be over immediately if that were the if that were the case. But isn't that like the cosmic joke that if you, if if you actually responded in the most logical way to kind of question the the question of be yourself, they would hate that. Like what they want. I really feel like what people want when they say be yourself is like they want to see this version of you that corresponds with what they think normal is. And that's really fucked up, I think. Man, I hope I get an interview for a job I don't care about. <laughs> I think I thought of a situation where it might be actually helpful. Um, and And I think it would have to be some sort of two people who have a relationship i'm thinking like mentor mentee or teacher and student or something like that and and if if you're trying to prepare your student for a, an audition or something and um and, and you've worked with them and you know the task that they need to do and you know that actually being themselves will help them maybe you know that's not disingenuous to say if you if you say okay look i can see that you're nervous Try to be yourself. You got this before you walk into the room. Mm, that could have a positive effect. I could see coming from a privileged position of actually you knowing the subject that has to decide about what be yourself means. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think what you're saying is that that could be true for sure. Like if you see this this kind of beautiful soul, this good human that and you feel as though they've let their guard down in such a way that you feel like they you have an easy relationship with each other and you see that they can have easy relationships in a way that they don't feel constricted or they don't feel like they're performing. And then you say like, just bring that to the table. Yeah. I think there's an altruism there. And I think that, I think that's not a bad thing for sure, but that does, that is a place of privilege in the fact that you know them. Yeah. It's not the most common. I was going to say it definitely. Cause like there's, there's definitely times where I'll talk to my wife, like, Oh, I have this job interview coming up. And she knows, like, she knows me. She knows how I am, and she'll just be like, she will help me change the way I would respond to something, right? <laughs> to, be, to be less yourself, much more interview friendly, <laughs> and it is probably less myself for sure. But the thing is, like, I, I, you know, she says that I'm like, yeah, that makes way more sense. Like, you know, a lot of things I'm looking at right now are like videographer and editor. 
Now, I am absolutely a videographer. I did that the majority. I never liked editing. It was never my thing. And I'll always I'll always want to just be like, well, listen, it's not my it's not my strong suit. I can do it. I am doing things to better myself to to make the you know, to to be a better editor, but it's not, you know, I know what makes a good edit, which means I could, you know, I make a good editor in that sense. I just don't do it like at the speed you're looking for. And then she'll be like, yeah, but we're not going to say that. <laughs> it's like, you don't want to yeah, tell you gotta somebody fake it to make it. you're not a good yeah, editor. You say you're, you're the king editor. They call me king editor around my house. I do it all. And that's like, that's where I say like, you know, that's where I, when I come from, when I say that it's, it's honest to a fault, that's where I need to really turn those things into a different a different yeah thing. the world is not about honesty that's for sure yeah although if you if you get a job and they just make you edit the whole time are you gonna be annoyed at that i mean i wouldn't be annoyed at that i would just the, those first couple projects that came my way would be difficult and i would put a lot of hours into them without them necessarily knowing yep, yep. because i would be doing what i had to do to figure that out and gotcha. like playing catch get up my way through it which which is what i would like which i because that's that that's the thing we're talking about like right now a lot of the jobs i'm looking at are very editor heavy so i'm like you know what maybe i take a course maybe i take a class just to help me build my speed up and and get to a point where i do feel comfortable saying that like i can do this at the clip you're asking me to do it whereas like right now if i say that i'm lying but i would they would they would see the end result because I, I know my work ethic and i know what i can do yeah but that the, what would go into me getting to that end result would be a whole hell of a lot more right now, given the skill that I have. So, like, yeah, it's like I need, I do need to do those skills and work on those skills to to be better. And I can definitely sell myself as being better than I I am. But my problem is that I don't. I, you know, I'm like I'm brutally honest, unfortunately, where I'm just like, listen, I can put together this thing. It'll be amazing. I know what needs to be there. It's just going to take me some time to get it there. And then it's like, well, we don't have time. And I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> like, you know? I have one more follow-up thing to, to close this out. Wrap it up. Tie it all together. No, this is not tying it all together. It's actually to <laughs> send us off actually, on another tangent. Send us off on a completely different. It's actually to take everything you said and fuck it all up. All right. Hit me with no, it. No, no, no. But this is actually has to do with what you said, Sean. There, to problematize the idea... The very idea that a teacher or, you know, a mentor-mentee situation of one person knowing the other person is you can't account for the fact that what if the mentor is psychotic? <laughs> and so, and, and the mentee is actually not at all what society would deem to be normal. And the mentor is saying, yeah, oh yeah, what you're doing? Keep doing that. That's yourself. That's you. This sounds very personal to Anthony's life. No, no but I mean, it is. you had a mentor who encouraged you too much. <laughs> no. They were like, Anthony, be yourself. And then that interview did not go well. Oh, you know what? Actually, this is a side note. This actually will wrap it all up. This will wrap it all up, in my opinion. And I feel like the pitfall, although I am interested in your response to that, but this is, I will wrap it up right now. The pitfall to all of this is that I feel like this is the same thing, the very same thing we talked about uh, when we talked about like kind of um, self-help, mindfulness, uh, um, motto, mottoing or sloganeering, like the things you see on Instagram all the time. The thing about be yourself is that sometimes I do feel as though uh, somebody we'll see a person that is struggling in life and tell them to be themselves. But 
what they are is a piece of shit human. And so they feel like they're doing something right. <laughs> and so actually it does a lot more harm than good because suddenly you have this person doubling down on the concept of quote unquote, be yourself because they feel like the only way to be true in a, in, in a grand scheme is to double down on their opinion of what they think is right. And so I think that the real pitfall of be yourself is that, you know, if you tell an awful person to be themselves, I don't know that that's good. Uh, if they actually, but, but uh, you're also assuming that people listen and try when someone says be themselves. And I think most people maybe don't, I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, that could be. And maybe that's a good thing. Everybody knows not to be yourself <laughs> when asked to be yourself. Yeah. yeah, maybe everybody knows it's total bullshit. Like the whole concept of be yourself is bullshit. Um, but I don't know. I, I just, I fear for the people. I just fear. I have a little fear for the people that hear be yourself uh, and suddenly something's awakened in them where like all of these kind of thoughts that they have that actually make them societally pieces of shit. Not to say that, there's any value judgment on what a piece of shit is, but the general society we live in deems it to be a piece of shit. And suddenly they're like, yes, I don't feel bad. <laughs> That's Darwinism. <laughs> I think like the, the a prime example of like kind of what you're talking about would maybe be a kid, like, like maybe a kid's going to his first day of school and the parent says, be yourself. And that's something that at an early age, maybe that sinks in and can fuck you up if you're a little too much yourself, but I, I doubt most adults are going to hear that and change the whole way that they live. Yeah. But, but yeah, maybe if you get caught at an early age, that might like make you an asshole and think that you have privilege. And I think the early age stuff now, now that I, now that I have a kid, I'm, I'm like, you know, I think a lot more about that, that kind of thing. And my wife brought up something recently where we don't say, well, not that we don't say it. We say like, you know, we definitely say like, you, you know, you should be proud of what you did, but, or, but that's the whole thing. We say like, you should be proud of yourself for doing this thing instead of I'm proud of you. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Because the idea of like, I'm proud of you puts them in like, I need to please this and I need to make this person proud where you do something and it's, you should be proud of yourself. It's because you should be proud of the accomplishment that you have achieved. And I never thought about it. And I, I noticed my wife saying it to our daughter. Cause like she's 19 months old and she like knows her colors. She does she's not great at saying the actual names, but she like tries and it's like, you know, it's it's really awesome. And then she says that. And I was like, uh. And then she told me why she says it. And I'm like, that makes complete sense to me. It instills totally. that, like, that bit of self-confidence. But then I, then I did say to her, though, I was like, but, but how funny is it going to be when she goes to school and a teacher's like, I'm proud of you. And she's like, yeah, well, that's cool. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, you know what? But good on you because you should. Yeah, be. totally. Like, you're, you're, you're doing it. And then you are the one doing it. And your pride and your love isn't dependent on her, you know, making a macaroni necklace or whatever or knowing her colors. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. I think that's really good at a young age. But I do wonder if Amanda, if Amanda came to you, Greg. <laughs> And did something or was wearing something and was like, you know, what do you think? And you were like, you should feel good. <laughs> you know, I think it does change. It's, it's yeah. At some point. No, I, I definitely think it's a difference between young yeah. and older. Like, <laughs> you should re feel really sexy about yourself. Yeah, right? I think at a young age, it, it's, it's I think that does actually sound super reasonable and good to like make them reliable on themselves. But it's funny because at the end of the day. We're just slobbering pieces of shit and we need we need people to need us 
Yeah. And so like we uh, we couldn't effectively say to our significant others like when they ask us if they look good and be like like I think you think you look good. That's great. <laughs> I think you think you look good. That's yeah. awesome. It just becomes not enough at some point. And you should feel that way. <laughs> But do you feel that way? It doesn't matter what I feel. Yeah. You feel yeah. that way. Yeah, I think at some point that does become not enough because it's I think as humans, we just are sponges for the need to have other people's needs. But that also could be because we all, as in like us that we're talking about, we all started at that the I'm proud of you, not the you should be proud yeah, of yourself phase. Totally. Sure. So maybe in doing that, like, you know, when Ruby is my age, she's not going to feel that way because we're like, you should be proud of yourself, not I am yeah, proud of we you. We are attention whores. So all I can say is the only time will tell. <laughs> yeah, we can hope. Well, I think this was another lovely episode of Let Me Ask You a Question, a podcast. Okay, Sean, tell us where people can find you and uh, anything particular that you want people to look out for. Sure. Um, you can find me at seanarajo.com, S-E-A-N-A-R-A-W-J-O.com. Uh, that's where I have everything kind of organized. You can see my podcasts. You can listen to my music. You can hire me for lessons. You can hire me to write you a stupid jingle if you want. Um, so that's kind of the centralized place you can like my Facebook page if you want. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, actually, the Not Movies one is one of the podcasts I do. At Not Movies on Twitter is the one to follow, probably. Um, Instagram, Sean and Dave Make Music. That's my other podcast. And yeah, just if you if you have an interest in learning an instrument or if you have a kid who has an interest in learning an instrument uh i will be myself in lessons but not <laughs> too much uh, we, we will create a nice good rapport if they ever need to do an audition i'll tell them in a nice way to be themselves and uh and and they'll have fun so i'm not lo- i'm no longer limited by geography because i'm teaching online right now so if you wherever you are hit me up and i'll teach you how to play the flute real good <laughs> I love it. And Gregoman, do you have anything particular personally? Um, no, I mean, I'm at the Gregoman if you want to see pictures of my daughter, because as always, that's pretty much all I post there. I feel like I need to make like a paradigm shift, but I don't know how to do it where I um, take like because like my, my, my handle is at the Gregoman and that should be definitely be like for podcasting and like because that's that's our thing and that's my thing. So I need to like create another Instagram where it's just me. And it's just pictures of my daughter. And then this is different. So it's like a weird, I'm in a weird like crossroads with that. But other than that, you should go to mood.tv. Um, check out all of our things. Check out all the other shows. Uh, I'll just take a little bit of, of this off of you, Anthony. But um, Kyle Mocha won't shut up. The Derek D. Dozen. Uh, back episodes of White Wasabi. Um, hopefully, I'm kind of really hoping we can get back on some White Wasabi soon. But um, check out the old ones. When we get back into it, we'll get some new animes going on and, and, and all that. Um, but yeah, no, check out the shop, buy all of our stuff. Um, if you really just want to just really like hook us in and make us love you, you can just go to any of the links, hit the donate button at the bottom and, um, you know, give us your money and we can buy coffee. Really? It's listen, full disclosure. It's all going to go to EJ because he does all the work outside (laughs) of talking. Um, so if you really like EJ, do it. If you don't like EJ, pretend it's not for him and do it anyway. Um, but you know, that, that's, that's what I got. Other than that, you can dial in at 929-352-6173. You can send us text messages in which you can comment on our opinions and show us how stupid we are because we are open to that. 
and we will be our we will be ourselves in our response. Um, and you can also go to mood.tv, as Greg said. You can also send us an email at let me ask you a question podcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Insta or Twitter at Pod. We have a little subreddit now as well. So you can find us all kinds of places. <laughs> if we inadvertently became famous for this podcast, would you start putting it on your resume? Oh, God damn, yeah. What do you mean inadvertently? <laughs> Because we don't want to tip the hand of fate too hard. Okay. We want to let that fickle, that fickle, fickle lady decide for us. All right, everybody. <laughs> it's been another wonderful week of Let Me Ask You a Question. Uh, I feel as though I am delighted now down into my deep, deep loin bits. And, uh, and now I'm hungry. All right, everybody. Have a good week. Don't forget. Don't be yourself. Bye. Mood.tv. Until we have the collaborators' agreement. But yes. But.